the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Buckle up and start your engines. This is You Ought to Know with Dave Stahl. With 30-plus years of automotive experience, Dave is here to educate you on everything from repairing your vehicle to the latest industry news and trends. If it's automotive, Dave covers it. It's time for You Ought to Know with Dave Stahl on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks, welcome. This segment is brought to you by, oh, wait, this is uh, You Ought to Know, FM 961-1170, The Answer. This segment is brought to you by Southwest Point of Sale. If you have a business with cash registers and cashiers and you want to get into the 21st century and modernize a little bit, give them a call. They'll come out to your location and see if their system fits yours. 800-540-2149. You could actually go self-checkout. Give the team a call. Tell them you heard it right here on radio. Also, I want to thank uh, San Diego Propane. Boy, I tell you what, if you have propane service out in East County, because that's right where it's at, they will hook you up. Go to st-propane.com, st-propane.com. And if you're looking for an automotive shop, West Escondido Auto and Trans, four locations. Go to westautomotivegroup.com. Uh, Brian runs his shops exactly the same. AAA approved, Napa Auto Care, ASC certified. Nobody, nobody does it better. And hot rods and custom stuff. If you've got a classic car, you're building it, driving it, or you just want to buy one, or you're looking for parts and pieces, go to hot rods and custom stuff, 2324 Auto Parkway in Escondido. Just go to hotrodscustomstuff.com. All right, hey, I was on a press event with Toyota and the new Tundra iForce Max with my good buddy Carl Brower. He's from IC Cars, and I did a little interview with him. I thought you might enjoy it. Take a listen. Well, folks, I uh, had the opportunity to jump in the 2022 Toyota Tundra iMax uh, and got to see the Capstone Series. And, of course, you know I always got to bring my expert uh, in with me, Carl Brower. Uh, he was there as well. Uh, Carl, welcome to the show. Hey, great to be on with you. Thanks for having me on, Dave. My pleasure, my pleasure. So what was your, what was your initial um, reaction uh, to this truck? I'm, I'm pretty impressed because I think Toyota has found a way to, com- to combine horsepower and torque with fuel efficiency and um, even a great engine note. I think that might've been the single most surprising thing, right? Like 583 pound feet of torque at 2,400 RPM certainly sounds fabulous. Um, But I didn't expect a hybrid twin turbocharged six cylinder to sound fabulous audibly. And it did. It's got a real rumble to it that uh, sounds just like a V8. I, nobody would know if they were driving that truck what the engine configuration was under that. They would never guess it was a twin turbocharged V6 with a hybrid uh, electric motor helping it out. So it, it 
it behaves like you'd want a truck to behave in terms of uh, power and sound, and it behaves like a hybrid, you'd want a hybrid to behave in terms of fuel efficiency. And, and you know, I mean, we got to be honest, Toyota never was strong on fuel mileage. And for them to be able to do what they did with a truck, that was uh, that was uh, pretty uh, pretty amazing itself. Uh, I like the look of it. I like the styling of it. You know, you can tell they're they're competing with all the other truck manufacturers with trying to you know turn the interior into a luxury experience as well as a a work truck experience. Was that kind of your mindset as well? Yeah, you know, that premium market, Dave, has just gone nuts in the past, like, 10-plus years. Uh, and there's money to be made there, a lot of profit to be made. And so Ford's been, I think, in there the longest with the uh, King Ranch and the Platinums. Dodge got in there, you know, shortly thereafter with the Longhorn. Um, Chevy jumped in in, like, 2014 on that redesign of the Silverado. They brought out that high country. And they said during that press launch, I remember very distinctively them talking about how they thought that they had the GMC Sierra, you know, brand to get the high profit uh, customers, high high premium paying customers. And so they didn't need to do that for Silverado. And they realized they were still just walking away from, from market share and profit with that. So they went ahead and did the premium treatment on the Silverado. So it was time for Toyota, which had the 1794, which was kind of the previous premium one. But now this one just takes it to a whole nother level. And, you know, starting price, including destinations, like $75,000. Dave, so it's not an inexpensive vehicle, but it's pretty pretty fabulous inside and out in terms of looks and styling and, and uh, features. Well, if they're going to compare themselves with the other big trucks, they might as well use price as well because that that was right up there. Uh, I did towing with it, and you know, and it was really interesting using the tow mode and not using the tow mode. <laughs> There was a distinct difference. So if you're not someone that's towed, you'll really like the tow mode. Now, you went off-road with it, and we've done some other off-road events as well. And I think I remember you stating that this was this truck was extremely capable, and it was a very technical course. Yeah, you know, uh, another interesting component of the way they've laid the model line out is that the TRD Pro and the 1794 – can get the really serious uh, items like the electronic locking differential and the um, crawl control, which helps it go at a very maintain a very low but uh, constant momentum, low speed constant momentum to help crawl over uh, obstacles. But you can't get that on this new Capstone Premium one that you and I just drove. But the Capstone does come standard with four wheel drive. Um, so again, they've kind of and the 1794 also comes with. Um, uh, the the locking differential and the crawl control plus the TRD Pro, so they're kind of trying to get some differentiation, you know. And I took the TRD Pro off road, and like you said, it was really capable. Uh, it's 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 you know TRD on the Tacoma and now the Tundra. They Toyota now how to take on uh, off road obstacles very very effectively. But I think that's kind of cool. I honestly think it's kind of cool and interesting that they're reserving that for kind of the mid grade and the 1794 is a very luxurious truck that you can still do it on but you go capstone this newest trim they introduced their top line one <clears throat> you've got to go uh you can't go pure off-roading with it it's, it's not designed for that right so i did an interview this week and i will mention the name ford and their uh, electric plug-in that can power your house chevrolet 
I don't think that I don't know if they have the house powering option, but how soon do you think uh, Toyota will look at that? They've got to. That's a great question, and they've got to have that in consideration. Just seeing the uh, kind of positive press and, and uh, reaction the market's giving, you know, uh, I think Ford's really onto something with that. And again, you're going to get that kind of stuff increasingly out of pure hybrid vehicles too, or sorry, pure electric vehicles too, like right. the. Um, the uh, Hyundai Ionic, you know, now has the ability to do that kind of thing. So increasingly we're going to see these huge battery packs, whether it's a hybrid or full electric vehicle, being leveraged to power houses when they're not powering the car. Uh, and Toyota, you know, certainly has the hybrid thing down. They were really the first ones to go mainstream with it with the uh, Prius. So you know they must be at least playing with that technology behind the scenes, and it's only a matter of time before they uh, announce it as a production feature. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, you know, like I said, you know, uh, there's been a lot of buzz on the Tundra iForce Max, uh, the hybrid edition, uh, the capstone for sure. We did get a peek of the Sequoia, which looks to me like we're going after uh, Suburban and Expedition. Uh, you know, so the competition's out there. The consumer, I have to admit, it's not the best time to try to buy a new or used vehicle because the prices are off the chart uh what do you see i know you work for iccars.com do you see that same trend in the market 100 percent. you know we do a lot of analysis constantly at uh, iccars.com we've got a great team and we've got a great amount of data feeds coming in that related to the market the used and new car market and the price elevation that you mentioned over the past really like 16 18 months now has uh been a little crazy to put mildly we just haven't seen things you know our most recent thing talked about new cars that are cheaper than uh used cars now there's a certain amount of models out there and there's the new car theoretical msrp but you can't find any of them and then there's the used car that's sitting on the lot that's one or two years old with maybe less than ten thousand miles so we call these the lightly used vehicles how we define them and they're transacting with consumers at a higher price than the new car equivalent of the exact same vehicle because it's sitting there right now on a lot ready to be purchased. Uh, and that has a lot of value in today's world, as you know, David. The car is actually ready to drive away today on a dealer lot. That's a unique situation, sadly, compared to uh, uh, you know, a lot of other cars that are unavailable, a lot of new cars. So, yeah, we're, we're watching this market behave in ways we've really never seen before. Oh, you're absolutely right. And, folks, that used car that you have in your garage is three, four years old? <laughs> Go find out what they'll give you for it. Your heart will stop. You could end up in that two-year-old used car and be happy with it. Well, I don't know how long this trend is going to go. Hopefully, I don't know. You know, I don't know if it's the chips. I don't know if it's uh, the emphasis. I mean, I don't know really what's causing it. Hopefully, it'll calm down somewhat, and uh, we'll get back on track again. Carl, thank you very much for taking time out of your day, folks. Go to iccars.com if you want real-world for comparison and purchasing of vehicles. Thank you, Dave. Always fun talking to you. All right, buddy. Take care. All right, folks. Welcome back. You're listening to the You Ought to Know Show, FM 961, AM 1170, The Answer. I'm Dave Stahl, your host, and this segment is brought to you by Express Auto Service. I don't care what kind of car you got. Dave and Connie can make it run well. Located over on El Cajon Boulevard in La Mesa, just go to expressautoservicelamesa.com for all your automotive needs. Tell them I sent you. 
Yeah, but if you have a Mercedes-Benz and you're in the South Bay or anywhere in the county, it's worth the drive to South Bay Auto House. They're at 310 Trousdale Drive. Just go to their website. Go to www.autohousesouthbay.com. They are the leading independent service and repair facility for Mercedes-Benz in San Diego County. They offer sales, parts, service, repair. They've been doing it for over 25 years. You can't beat them. If you're thinking about buying a pre-owned car, they've got those as well. Maybe you're going to trade yours in. Give them a crack at it. They may outdo the dealer. Go to AutoHouseSouthBay.com. Talk to Gary and Rick. Thank them for sponsoring. You ought to know. And last but not least, Bumper Doc in lovely Santee for headlight uh, restoration, win- uh, window tinting, you name it. They're the king. Go to SanteeBumperDoc.com. SanteeBumperDoc.com. All right, we're going to do a little Acura TLX Type S with Kristen if it's not frozen solid. Is it chilly uh, well, it, it over there? Oh, it's a little bit chilly. I mean, we're warming up. We're thawing out. But uh, <laughs> fortunately for me, I had the car the uh, a week or so before the uh, snow and ice hit. I so, see. Um, it was frozen. Yeah, I, I, I'm telling you, I mean, I've got a couple pictures of uh, the vehicles in our driveway right now that are that are frozen solid. And you know what? In my backyard, because the way the uh, the sun hits in the shade, I've got snow and ice that's going to be here for a few days now on our steps and everything. So, See, it's, your it's, posts it's, is what keeps me in California. As crazy as California is, all I've got to do is look at your posts and I stay. Well, I mean, because you guys have amazing weather, like, constantly. Like, I all know. the time. And and you know we're hit or miss i mean the thing is though like i mean everybody likes variety right like i love san diego weather but i think i would get bored with the weather a little bit i'd want to like mix it up every now and then so you know a random cold ice slash snowstorm that lasts a couple days and everybody keeps their power on and you know no one gets in in an accident like that's my style you know now we'll be back in the 60s by tuesday or wednesday so it's all good (laughs) okay cool when, when I had the TLX in my driveway, did you see the uh, photo I posted? Because, you know, I had it in the – it's it's a gold color, but they call it Tiger Eye Pearl. No, I yeah. didn't see it. I'll have to go to your main post. Yeah, so it's it's like a gold. And, you know, the the interesting thing is is for me, <laughs> I looked at it, and I started having flashbacks to the uh, those split pea green and that gold kitchens from back oh, in, like, the 70s, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But my daughter, who's 13, was like, man, that color is really cool. Like, pop. And so I was like, well, that's interesting. You know, like, completely different perspectives because she's not familiar with, like, that gold at all. Right. All right. Um, (laughs) And it kind of just, yeah, it kind of just depends on where the sun hit it. But the thing that we both agreed on is just it had a super cool profile, just the way it sits. Mm -hmm. It's very eye-catching. The angles is very pleasing. The aesthetics are just, it's really great. But even more impressive is that, you know, the the challenge is always, can I get it in my driveway without anything hitting a skid plate or scraping or whatever? And um, Marlon and I both were surprised. I think if we were taking butts, both of us would have said, no, you, we can't drive this in our driveway. It didn't go near anything. I mean, really? the way it sits, yeah, we were shocked. Because, um, you know, a lot of times we'll ease in, and if it looks like it's going to touch or anything, we just back out. Right. Um, this one was plenty of clearance. Hmm. Um you know, the Type S is, it's more, uh, got a lot more power than the A-Spec. And, you know, initially the A-Spec, everybody's like, oh, yeah, A-Spec. Like, we're getting back to accurate performance and, you know, accurate racing. And 
And let's go. Uh, this is powered by a turbocharged 3.0 liter V6, 355 horsepower with 354 pound-feet of torque. So it's, uh, it's got a lot of oomph, but it also sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know me. You know, I'm, I'm living in the suburbs, and, you know, I wouldn't call it a bedroom community, but things are pretty calm out here. Yeah. So um, I like the fact that I could kind of put it in comfort mode and it was a little more quiet. Mm-hmm. Because with the gold color <laughs> and the, the beautiful engine sound, I kind of felt like I had, like, neon signs pointing at the car as I drove through the subdivision going, look at me, look at me. <laughs> So, uh, but, uh, you know, it's, it's fun to drive. I mean, flat bottom steering wheel has, you know, some metal trim accents, these leather suede seats, like the suede inserts. Um, it's kind of a, a performance sedan. And I think, you know, you and I have talked about this a couple times now that like sedans were kind of on the way out. And I think the way that car makers, automakers have saved the sedan is by fine tuning them and giving, um, drivers the performance sedan that will, you know, drive, you can feel like you, you can channel your inner race car driver once you drop the kids off at school and you're by yourself. But at the same time, if you're taking the family down the road for uh, for lunch or just a little road trip or whatever, um, you're you're comfortable. It's not like you're bouncing around a, uh, a crate of eggs all over the place. Yeah, exactly. I, t- I totally agree. Have you driven the, the Type S yet? No, but uh, I'm, writing it, I'm writing it down as we speak. Because for some reason I haven't had one, and I definitely want to do it. Yeah, so, and this was a 2021. Um, I was talking to my fleet driver, and he was saying, you know, how much um, difference that he felt. Because I was saying, you know, well, but before driving, I was like, well, what do you think the A-spec versus the Type S? And he's like, yeah, you know, this is the first time kind of driven one. I know years ago, okay, we'll go back years ago, um, back when I was in college, but would come home every now and then, uh, my dad's fiance had a, uh, an Acura Integra. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was not allowed to drive it, but they traveled a lot. Mm-hmm. And you know how, like, when, you're, when you've got multiple cars, and you know how you're always having – because you know you've got multiple cars. You know how you're always having to move them around because, you know, eventually you've got to drive the one that that one's parked behind, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we had an MG convertible, and she would park her actor behind the MG. Well, they'd be gone a week or two at a time, and I would need to move the MG to keep the battery alive and everything, you know? And um, so don't drive the actor. I would go and get it. Uh, the, the, the integrity, I go get it, I drive it around the block and, uh, and bring it back. And that was kind of, I, I really liked that. And I felt like all of a sudden the brand changed. I felt like the past 10 years or so, uh, the brand became you know, kind of the upgraded Honda and it became very vanilla. And I feel like these recent changes, as we've talked about some of the newer actors I've been in specifically this one as well, the, the type S that they are breaking out of that shell and kind of going back to their performance roots and, and making, um, I don't know, enticing vehicles again, so to speak. Yeah, I, I totally, I totally agree. And I, and I love the styling. What kind of fuel mileage were you getting with it? You know what? They, I didn't even pay attention that week because I was having like a lot of fun driving it that I, I didn't even look normally, you know, I'll look and I, I make notes. I have no notes on the fuel mileage. So what does that tell you? Yeah. What's that tell you? Well, you were just having fun in it. That's all. I I was I was and you know the first thing I do since I got out of the subdivision is take it out of comfort mode and put it in sport mode, um, but uh, yeah I mean I, I I again I really like the profile and I, I especially feel like um, I feel like it's gonna target that younger demographic, mm-hmm. um, you know that especially that color it's, it's eye catching I like the name of it I don't necessarily wouldn't want to own it but I like the fact that it's different but I think it's one of those colors that you know after a while you kind of get t- maybe tired of, um, but the the driving. 
you know, I liked. I, I, I still want to see Acura kind of refine their infotainment system. Um, I don't love their sound system. I don't hate it. I just don't love it. And, you know, the, the thing that really I'm still not used to yet, and it's personal preference, is the way the gearbox is designed, um, you know, kind of sitting there on the dash where you got to kind of reach. Um, I'm just not used to it, and a lot of times I find myself, you know, hitting the wrong button, so to speak. Yeah, um, yeah. But, again, that's, you know, that's personal preference. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, you know, I think, you know, Acura has been, you know, it's kind of the quiet car. You know, you, you don't hear a lot about them, but a lot of people buy them. And I guess that's a good thing because you don't hardly see much advertising on these cars. But, uh, I, in fact, I had a friend of mine jump from a Lexus to an Acura MDX because they didn't like the grill on the uh, on the Toyota, the Lexus. So I think a lot of people are going to that car. No, I think you're right. Um, I think it's, you know, like you said, I don't, I don't recall the last time I saw an Acura ad. Um, <laughs> That's my boy. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I've got an advertising background, so I like ads. I actually watch ads. Me too. Kind of critique them. Yeah, see, so, um, but no, I, you know, I think it's one of those, and like I said, with this color, this is one of those cars that, you know, you see on the road. You're going to look at the profile, but you might not pay attention. So you're going to look at the color, and I think then you're going to kind of, your eyes are going to go in and go, okay, what brand is that? Right. Um, you know, because I drive a different car every week, that's one of the first things my kids look at when we watch TV or movies. You know, they'll say, oh, look at that Hyundai being chased, or look at that, you know, whatever. Um, you know, and, and it's kind of funny, you know, being in the news business, I'll be listening to a police scanner. And yeah. so the other night in the snow, call comes in and says, uh, hey, we're responding to a car doing donuts in a parking lot. So I'm listening. And the guy goes, what's the description? He goes, dark colored Mini Cooper. And I'm like, oh, that sounds fun. You got video? You know? <laughs> um, but, but, but there's interesting, you know, uh, uh, things. Because one night there was a police chase involving a Acura, but the guy called it in as a Hyundai. And, um, you know, I kept listening to the chase, listening to the chase. Well, then I, I pull up the photos, and I'm like, that's not a Hyundai. That's an Acura. Um, <laughs> it was an MDX, you know. So it's things like that that you kind of pay attention to. But if you're not marketing, um, people might not always recognize the vehicle when it's on the road. Yeah, well, without a shadow of a doubt. And I've never really talked to Acura about that. Uh, but, you know, different companies put their money in different places at different times. Uh, so you just have to kind of roll with it, but you know, Acura's got his followings, just like everybody else has their following. And as far as I can tell, they're not hurting in sales. Everyone I know that owns one, um, likes them, uh, you know, um, they're, they're brand loyal, uh, but they're not like seeing it from the roof kind of people, right? They're not like throwing it out there like, Oh my gosh, I own Acura, but yeah. they like them. Yeah. No, um, you know, typically when they go and get another one, they stay with the, stay with the brand. They're reliable. I mean, it's from the Honda family. So it has that reliability, that resale value. Right. And they're going back to their performance roots. And I think that's the thing to look at is as they keep upgrading and updating their vehicle, mm. um, you know, if it's something you looked at four or five years ago, it's a completely different vehicle now. Um, you know, so it's, it's go take a second look if it's something that, you know, you saw a few years ago and you're like, ah, no, that's not right for me. Well, go check it out again. Cause they've made a lot of changes, a lot of good improvements. Yeah. yeah well, without a shadow of a doubt. All right, kiddo. How do people follow you around? Uh, find me at focusdailynews.com for news, or you can find us facebook.com backslash YAK radio. And I will talk to you next week. I look forward to it right here on FM 961 AM 1170, the You Ought to Know Show. 
right, folks, welcome back. You are listening to You Ought to Know on FM 96.1 AM 1170, The Answer. This is brought to you by John's Automotive Care, located 6267 Riverdale Street. John's a big supporter of the Boys and Girls Club, so check him out. Nap Auto Care, ASE certified. Nobody, absolutely nobody does it better. And then if you got any kind of a drivetrain problem, San Diego Gear and Axle. These guys are awesome. SDGearAxle.com right over there on Pioneer Road. And by the way, did I mention John's Automotive Import Repair? That's right. He's got two of them. He's got a domestic and an import. So you just flat can't go wrong. That's John's Auto. Just go to John's S San Diego uh, Auto Repair.com and he will hook you up right there. All right. We got our good buddy Brian Armstead on the line. How you doing, man? I'm good. Dave, how are you today? Just having a good old time. Just did my first, uh, actually second, show dedicated to our auto museum. And if you ever get back on the West Coast, you are going to be going down as my guest, and you will be totally blown away. Seriously. Look, looking forward to it, Dave. Looking forward to it. So what do you got so, today? Uh, let's, let's talk a little electrification today, Dave. Um, you know, it's everybody's kind of making this mad dash towards electrification, and it is what it is. I'm not mm-hmm. going to speak about it. We we talked about that. We beat it to death enough. <laughs> but one of the better, one of the best electric cars out there right now is the 2022 Hyundai Ionic Five. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, corporate cousin Kia has another uh, stellar offering called the EV6. The Ionic Five is uh, is my personal choice, although the EV6 is pretty pretty fast and really sporty looking. Mm-hmm. Roofline is a little low for me, so I prefer the more greenhouse effect of the uh, Ionic Five's tall cabin right. versus the sleek Kia EV6. So basically, you know, you you get a vehicle that for starting at just over forty thousand dollars in base uh, SE, um, you know, with the uh, with the basic uh, front-wheel drive, uh, rear-wheel drive platform, you can get one for just under $40,000, just over $40,000, $49,25, as a matter of fact, when you add in the uh, destination and handling charge. If you want all-wheel drive on any level, the option of the 3500 Now, the base model, the SC standard range, under forty grand is not yet available. When you go to the consumer website, you can't order it yet, but expect that to be out soon. It's going to give you about 260 miles, 250 to 260 miles of range. Or you can go with the uh, long-range models that give you up to 300 miles, just over 300 miles of range. Mm-hmm. And, Dave, i got to tell you, they, they, the cars are extremely well-equipped. You know, I'm sitting in it right now. It's just getting dark here in the state of Maryland where, you know, where I broadcast uh, from every, every Sunday. And I'm looking at a, a cabin that's just really well appointed. You've got a long screen, uh, AKA Mercedes, you know, type of screen, which, uh, which is two 12.3 inch screens combined in a single housing with a Bluetooth speaker on the left. So when you're doing your talking, like when I'm talking to you now, hopefully I'm coming in clear because you're certainly coming in clear. Crystal clear. And, uh, Crystal clear. And the sight lines are amazing. It's got a lot of G-Wiz technology in it, Dave. Uh, if you spend over, you know, the top trim level can can run you a pretty penny. Uh, they go from the, the one just under 39 to the limited long range all-wheel drive, which is just over 55000 That's a lot of money to pay 
but then you can factor in 7,500 in federal credits and another, uh, you know, depending on where you live, uh, state credits. I'm sure Hyundai still has enough credits to go around, unlike uh, Tesla, which is pretty much out of their federal tax credits. Uh, so you can take advantage of any state. You can take advantage of federal credits. You can take advantage of any state credits that your particular state might offer since you're heard on platforms where the whole nation can, can hear you uh, can hear us talk about the cars. So what do you get for your forty or $55,000? You get a car that is rocket fast with the all-wheel drive uh, trim. It gets an impressive uh, amount of power to the ground, zero to 60 in just over five seconds, but it comes on so so powerfully, Dave. It just kind of really kind of blows your mind, just the, the whole power of the thing. It's built on Hyundai's electric global modular platform, so-called eGMP, and this is going to be the basis for a lot of your future electric products. Who knows? We might see an electric Santa Cruz or mm-hmm. a, a larger variant because, yeah, I mean, this is built on um, uh, the Ionic 5 has the same basic footprint of as the um, uh, Hyundai Tucson. So uh, you might see... Um, you know, um, a pickup truck, or you certainly will see a fully electric SUV. Uh, I guess, well, the uh, the Ionic 5 is considered an SUV because it was one of the finalists in the car of the year for the uh, North American car of the year SUV category. So it is an SUV. Mm-hmm. But you'll, you'll see, the, I've been rambling, but you'll see more cars based on this eGMP platform. Right. Charging. It is one of few vehicles out there, Dave, that can handle a level uh, an ultra-fast charger, rather, which can go up to 800 volts DC of charging, you can go from ze- uh, from 10% to 80% in 18 minutes. These mm-hmm. stats are according to Hyundai, with a 400 volt um, ultra. Uh, I'm sorry, with a 400 volt level three charging uh, K- uh, apparatus, you can go from 10 to 80% in 25 minutes. Uh, your standard uh, level two charging at the house or at some outdoor locations. 10 to 100% in 6 hours and 43 minutes. And then you have the Brian Armstead uh, don't have a charger, plug into 115 volts at home, 78 hours and some change for a uh, 0 or 10% to, uh, to 100% charge. So, yeah. folks, if you're going to get into the electric game, spend the extra money and uh, make sure you... Um, no, you're on top of that. Yeah, get now, minimum, today, get minimum a level two charger. Minimum, minimum, minimum level two. You plug it in at night, and right? You in six hours, and it shuts itself off, and you're not wasting electricity. And yeah, I mean that's what I have. Uh, I thought about bumping to a three or even a four, but then I thought, you know what? General public is going to run the the level two, so that's I'm just sticking with that, and I and I'm perfectly happy with it. Uh, I was shocked about the 110, but they told me, I, I talked to one of the engineers, and he says, well, you can't have both. You know, you've either got to right. throw it all into the quick high end, which everybody wants. So I, it made perfectly good sense to me. One of the key things here, Dave, is that if you buy a 2022 Ionic 5, you get two years of unlimited 30-minute charging sessions mm-hmm. at Electrify America stations nationwide, which is pretty significant when you, yeah. you know, when you think about, you know, their, their, their ultra fast network. So, um, you know, you get, you can get that 800 volt charge, uh, 
and you can be out of the door in 18 minutes or even with a level uh, with an ultra fast um, level three charge, you can be out the door in 25 minutes. And, you, you know, so you get you can go from 10 percent to 80 percent free, unlimited for two years when you use a um, Electrify America station uh, with the uh, with the pro- program that Hyundai is offering. That's pretty impressive. Inside, I've got plenty of headroom for my large frame. I love the fact that it's got a glass full panel sunroof with a power shade that closes from front to center and from rear to center. Mm. So it's kind of a clamshell close, and it's really cool the way it does it. You can hear the motor going now. Uh, it's got augmented reality built into the head-up display based on your trim level. I've got the full tilt, uh, limited all-wheel drive trim level. Everything it just does everything right, mm-hmm. Dave. Um, I, I the only the only drawbacks, the only little quibbles I have. I had my um, lady friend in the car with me, and she noted that with the flat floor up front, because the battery resides underneath the uh, the, the unit body uh, chassis, the front floor and the rear floor is flat. But they kind of wasted space here because between the passenger and driver. It's just carpet, which from a safety perspective is not great. So your lady puts her bag or you put some groceries on the right side floor. There's nothing to stop them from shifting from right to left on a hard right turn. Um, where, whereas if they had a console with a lid on it, um, you could utilize that space and you could uh, not have something tangling up in, your, in the footwell in case of a hard braking or an accident or whatever, it's just it just seems like a a, a careless afterthought. And the, the little center console that's forward, I mean, I'm six nine and I've got thirty, I've got a thirty eight inch uh, sleeve length, and I've got to literally bend over and reach like, oh my goodness, that's quite a reach just to try to get to the uh, charging ports for the you know the Android and Apple CarPlay, or to put something in that console. Then uh, flush with the seats is uh, another console with, you know, cup holders and she wireless charging and a couple of USB-C ports, but it doesn't have a lid on it. So you can't really hide anything in the interior unless you go to the glove box, which is deep. It has a nice little um, document uh, nacelle built into the, to the door, but it's an opportunity for them to accelerate the interior by adding you know, um, uh, you know, something where you can store things inside. There is a smaller compartment under the uh, armrest that folds up and down, but you really can't hide anything in there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you can put stuff in the back, and it has a shade. The uh, five-seater uh, configuration features fold-flat seats, so you got a lot of cargo room in this thing. It really can hold. Um, I took some equipment over to a friend's house this morning, a couple of uh, rolling utility cards because I'm trying to get my uh, garage organized. <laughs> you can get all kinds of uh, doodads from Hyundai, including park uh, park assist where you can pull into or out of a parking space by using a key fob. Mm-hmm. And it's got all kinds of safety stuff, board collision, avoidance, highway driving assist. I demonstrated that to a friend, put it on the road, set the cruise control, and then, you know, basically it, it does the driving for you. But you know what's one of the so best things? Awesome. One of the be- we're almost running out of time, but one of the best things yeah. that you didn't mention, you're sitting in the car, if you hit the left turn signal or the right turn signal, those cameras, 
that should be mandatory on every car from a safety point of view. Right. So, folks, Dave's talking about they have cameras built into the side mirrors, and when you uh, when you turn on the left turn signal, mm-hmm. you can actually see the vision on the side of the car, on both sides of the car. And it's really a you're right. It's a remarkable feature. Yeah. I have it on my list of notes uh, to talk about here, but it's it's really a remarkable feature. So that's about it, Dave. Um, it's a terrific car. Go to HyundaiUSA.com to check it out. I mean, we could literally talk about this car and yes. the standard features that it has for an hour and not run out of things to talk about. Mm-hmm. But it is, as the electric cars go, this is one of the best ones that I've driven by. I mean, just yep. irrespective of the price point, this Hyundai Ioniq 5 is certainly in the game. It sure is. All right, buddy. Well, hey, it's always good yeah. talking to you. Look forward to seeing what yeah. you got for us next week. Yeah, I won't be on the air next week, but oh. I'll certainly be back uh, two weeks from now, Dave. Okay, sounds good. I'll let uh, I'll let uh, okay. Kristen know. All right, you take care, buddy. Enjoy. Okay. Hey, how do people follow you around? Thank you, Brendan. On Instagram and Twitter at Road Gear Sun, and as always, thank you, Brendan, for the uh, outstanding board work. Talk to you in a couple weeks, Dave. All right, buddy. We're going to take a quick break. You are listening to the You Ought to Know Show right here on FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer. All right, folks. Hey, welcome back. You are listening to You Ought to Know right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170, The Answer. This is brought to you by Convoy Auto Service, 3909 Convoy Street, up there on Convoy Avenue. They do phenomenal work. AAA, Napa Auto Care, ASC certified. You just can't beat them. And Bumper Doc, Curdy Mesa for all your scratches, dings, and dents. Maybe you got a lease return. Take it there first. Otherwise, you won't like the results. Hey, I had a great interview with Ryan O'Gorman, Ford Energy Service Manager. Wait till you hear about the new Ford F-150 Lightning. I don't know if you've seen that awesome commercial Ford's got where the F-150 Lightning electric uh, pickup is sitting in the driveway. There's a massive storm. All the power goes out. You plugged in the, then all of a sudden you plug in the, uh, the F-150 to your house. Boom, you're back in business. Well, we've got Ryan O'Gorman. He's the Ford Energy Service Manager. I don't know if he had anything to do with the commercial, but he liked it as much as I did. How you doing, Ryan? I'm doing great. How are you? So how do you get power from an automobile or a truck to power a house? I mean, what what did, what was your mindset when you did this? Well, I can't take credit for the mindset that really comes from the customers. Uh, when we think about, you know, what we're giving them in the way of a truck, they're getting this huge battery and to access that battery for things they want, you know, you just have to ask them. So one of the natural things people want is, you know, you, you, you want electricity, right? So when the power goes out, huge pain, you know, especially, you know, I've got four kids and, you know, everybody wants to be doing their social media and on computers and video games and it's just a pain. So, how do you do it? Um, basically, you, you get the F-150 Lightning. With that, you own that incredible energy source. Uh, so all we had to do then after, after understanding the customers want access to it is, is to provide the access. So a couple components there uh, that the customer would have to do. Um, one is the Charge Station Pro. So the Charge Station Pro is the, um, you know, the, the charger that's designed for that vehicle, the F-150. And um, basically, you get that installed for charging. So you mentioned... You know, when the power goes out, you go plug your truck in. Well, we hope most people already have their truck plugged in to charge it. So when the power goes out, you don't even notice a difference. Power just comes back on because the truck's already there, plugged in. 
Um, so that's the first part. And then the second part is we're using the energy from the battery, uh, and we need to convert that to, into energy that the home can use. So there's what's called a home integration system, um, and that, that effectively connects the energy out of the truck through your charge station pro into your house and your, you know, your central nervous system of your house, your, your wiring and your, your panels and things like that. So that energy then disconnects from the grid. It makes sure you're isolated from the grid um, when that system activates because it recognizes an outage, talks to the truck, truck pulls the energy through the charge station into the home, and you're back, back alive again with, with everything you wanted to be doing. So pretty, pretty seamless, pretty uh, uninvolved from the customer if they've plugged their truck into charge. You know, I, I like to give the analogy. It might be uh, might be sitting there and, and get a call from somebody in their neighborhood saying, hey, is your power out? And I'll say, I don't know. Let me check. I have to check. So they open the app and they see, yep, it is out. Truck's power in my house. You're right. We do have an outage. Interesting. So that's that's kind of the general uh, experience I'm hoping uh, customers get to have out of this. And I'm sure once your local power company fires back up again, the truck not, is acknowledged acknowledges that. And then just goes back to charging the truck. Yep, no involvement from the customer. You you're sitting on the couch watching TV. Power goes out. Power comes back on. Grid returns power. Truck starts charging again. You're still watching the same movie. So yeah, I mean, in general, it's uh, it's automated. It's all designed to be kind of effortless for the customer. And you know, again, we kept the customer front of mind with this. So we do have some controls if the customer's interested. Um, they can have a kind of an on and off button. Uh, during an outage in case they want to reserve some of the power for whatever reason. Uh, and then we also have uh, what we call a threshold or a energy reserve. So if somebody wants to always make sure they have 100 miles left on their truck, uh, you know, you might want to drive out and if it's going to be a long duration outage, drive out, find a fast charger, charge back up, come back home, continue, continue powering your house, that's an option as well. So there's, there's, there's controls in there for the customer, but, you know, otherwise um, they're, they're not involved at all if they don't want to be. So it's a pretty straightforward product for the customer. How long will the truck keep the house charged before it needs to be charged? And will it start the vehicle and charge itself? Or do you, I think you said you had to go to an offsite and charge it up. So if, if the power's still out, there's no power at the house. So um, if it's a long duration outage, yeah, you'd hop in the truck and you could head out and find a charger. But generally, power outages are, you know, less than a day or maybe a day or two. With the fully charged F-150 extended range, um, that's a 300-mile range vehicle, uh, you can power your house for three full days. So if I'm living in an average American home and power goes out, um, I'm off that truck for three full days. If, you know, the utility company notifies me it's going to be longer than three days, which is, you know, one of those extreme outages, you know, I can start making some compromises in the house. I can turn some stuff off, and, you know, the truck will give you a, an indication as to how long that um, power on the truck's going to last you based on what you're using. And you know, effectively what you can do is, is turn things all the way down to the critical loads, like your garage door, your sump pump, your freezer. I call it more vaca vacation scenario. I'm out of town and maybe there's a long duration outage. That can go up to 10 days. So anywhere between three and 10 days, depending on, you know, do you want to live normally uncompromised or do you want to, you know, utility company say, oh, this could be a bad one. It could be as long as four or five days. You might turn some of your heavier loads off and, and just continue to run the house and, and you know, be content. But yeah, there's always that option where, you know, you want to head out and find a, a fast charger just because there's a power outage doesn't usually mean the world stopped, right? That happens every once in a while, but it's pretty rare. Um, and in that well, case, yeah, you could go out and charge up and bring it back and things like that. So, well, I'm in California, so you can imagine. I mean, oh yeah, yep. <laughs> I'm up in the mountains. 
I've got solar, I've got cell, I got solar, I got backup batteries, and I'm pretty disappointed with the backup battery system. It didn't. I thought it would last longer than it does, but it doesn't. They're not very big. Not very yeah. big. Yeah, we we have we have like ten of those sitting under the hood of the truck. Not under the hood because you've got the mega power frunk now, but under the under the base of the vehicle, you've got effectively ten of those stationary storage batteries that people put in their house. So think about that as exactly. as far as that got you. Um, you know, multiply that by ten, that would be what you would have had. So, what did you learn when Texas had that massive, you know, freeze out? And it, you know, in the kindness of Ford's heart, you gave anybody that wanted one a lightning to charge their house up. I see that as an R&D. I'll bet you you were able to accumulate so much information from that experiment and plus probably sold every truck to the person that got one to plug their house in. Was that a a good informational platform? So here's a bit of irony. I, uh, I grew up in Texas, and so I have family down there and actually was down in Texas when that occurred. So I was sitting at my folks' house when the when the freeze hit and the ice hit and basically, you know, it was an apocalypse. Everything stopped. Everything ground yeah. to an halt. No power, nobody moving around the streets, no restaurants, nothing open. Um, so as the person, you know, kind of dreaming this up and trying to solve this for customers, we had the uh, EcoBoost trucks in market at the time that are, you know, hybrids and had the ProPower on board, which is basically the outlets on board so you can run some extension cords into your house and keep your refrigerator alive and things like that. Sure. And so it was a it was an insight slight stepping stone to where we were headed with this all electric F one fifty lightning. And so as I drove around town, I was pretty much the only one on the road because, you know, being from Michigan now, I, I had some confidence to, to be in a car on the ice, but I'm driving around, you see all these F one fifties sitting there. And so you look at the you look at the process that customers are gonna go through and so yeah, it was very insightful because you start with, you know, the gas engines that we have today and all our F one fifties that, you know, are all over the Houston area. And then, you know, you think about the hybrids and the pro, pro power and board that we had with the power boost trucks that people were able to leverage and dealers were able to dispatch and things like that. And now you think, hey, these lightnings, these F-150 all-electric trucks are going to be sitting in people's garages the next time this comes around. Those people are going to be patting themselves on the back because not only can they run some extension cords to, you know, do some things at a tailgate or, you know, run a work site or campground or whatever and have all kinds of fun with that, when the power goes out, if they have one of these systems hooked up in their house, power comes back on. So when you see the aftermath, a lot of people saw the sensationalism of that event, but they didn't see the sensational aftermath that occurred with, you know, headed to Home Depot to help my father repair a broken pipe, right? You have to go get a copper fitting. You know, because of COVID, they could only allow 40 people in the store. So there's a, a line of people, you know, 100 people long outside the store and 40 people waiting in the store. I mean, it was it was crazy. So hours just to get a copper fitting to try to repair a pipe. And you had neighbors across his community that had two, three, four bursted pipes um, because they went down to 20 or below uh, in temperature and their houses aren't designed for that. So, yeah, I mean, and where you are in California with rolling blackouts and things like that, um, you know, this becomes a, a, a point where, you know, looking at the amount of power we're providing, the amount of time, it'll keep your house online. Um, we've kind of hit a pretty sweet spot for customers that all these events now, as they would continue to flow through um, and customers would experience in Ford F-150 Lightning, customers won't have to. They live in the comfort of the, the you know, energy provided by the truck. And, and you brought up solar, too, and it's a really interesting thing, right? We've partnered with Sunrun. 
and they're a solar provider. So if someone were to add solar to their house and they had an outage, the F-150 keeps the, the home alive so the solar will flow into the house and use less energy off the truck. And then when the sun goes down, so that would extend it even further than the, uh, you know, three days we were talking about. So all kinds of opportunities for customers moving forward. How do, cool. people, how do people find out more about it? Ford.com? Yeah, you go to Ford.com, look up the truck. We've got a whole bunch of information on um, charging, a whole lot of information on this backup power system, and then a whole, whole bunch of questions for Q&A. And then we're going to continue to populate and add more material. And then folks like you are doing a fantastic job of helping us uh, answer some of the questions that customers might have naturally and help them uh, move down that journey towards a better lifestyle. Well, I'm going to reach out to uh, Ford, see if I can get one off the press fleet, since I do have a home charger. Uh, and I'll also do a TV segment on this truck as well. And i got to tell you, you got to bring back that light bulb, because that was a great campaign. You, you guys had a better idea. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. All right, um, buddy. Yeah, it's, it's exciting, and I appreciate the time. Anytime. We can talk. Anytime you've got new information, just get a hold of John and He'll get all to me. Sounds good. Appreciate it. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.